Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I am your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are going to be talking about Konosuba Season 1 and 2. Now, last week we had talked about just doing Season 1, but came to the realization that we really should do season two at the same time, mainly because uh, it ties in really closely into each other for the two seasons. And each one's technically only 10 episodes uh, with two OVAs. So that gives you a 22, which isn't too long. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense considering I had already watched most of, if not all of season one. And I was trying to finish season two. So it was a really good um, excuse. Let's call it to revisit uh, a story. I I actually really like and uh, to actually finish the story. I mean, it was, it's good to have bookends on it, I guess, but uh, yeah, we'll get into more of that a little bit later. Indeed. So Konosuba is uh your favorite genre which is uh isekai 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 yeah isekai sorry sorry um but it's other main genres are adventure comedy fantasy magic parody and supernatural which it fits beautifully into all of these um i'm i'm surprised it doesn't show harem on there as well because even though it it really isn't one it kind of is Oh, it's uh, it's the kind of harem you really honestly don't want to be in. I mean, <laughs> right. So you, you got I mean, honestly, I mean, like this also kind of really borders on on the line of uh, etchy almost. I mean, well, it, I mean, it's it, almost it's, mature it's, content. It, it's got definitely it definitely has one episode in there where I was like, oh, they're trying to go this way with it. And then they, they rounded it out beautifully to maintain the PG esque theme. Yeah. The I feel. it's, it's PG 13 for those here in the States. That means you got to be 13 to watch this, but I would argue you should probably be a little bit older than that. And you won't really get all the references otherwise. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so to flesh this out a little bit, you're, you start off as, just your average Joe, right? And <laughs> you get killed. Go figure. And you're in front of this goddess who you're like, oh, okay, cool. And she's easing you into stuff. And like through it all, you're like, this is kind of weird because usually when this happens, you have a very kind God. And she starts off super duper kind. And can't help then but she laugh. just. She, she yeah, can't no, help it, but laugh and how he died. He's not technically killed. <laughs> he he just drops dead from a heart attack from stepping outside for the first time in in like days. 
I'm being nice to this main character only because nobody else is. Well, I mean, <laughs> honestly, the guys like everyone calls him like he is. He's a perv, like pure and yeah. simple. The dude's a perv, a shut in neat and E.E.T. perv. And the God is, of course, relatively good looking. And he's got it in his head like, hey, you know, it might not be a bad afterlife. And she explains that because of his circumstances, he's going to be reincarnated into a new world. And he, she needs his help to destroy the demon lord. Actually, you know, your, your, your so perfect she, mythical. Yeah, gun. because of the situation and how he died, she's giving him an ultimatum. She, she gives him a choice. She, he can be reincarnated back in Japan and not remember anything at all. Or because this other world, no one wants to be reincarnated into it. He can be reincarnated there with this current age, memories, and and uh, thoughts uh, with the language on how to read and write it and speak it being automatically downloaded into his head. And so that's the choice. And he can take basically one thing of his choosing with him as long as it's within specific parameters. Yeah. And the parameters are essentially whatever he can think of. And the funny thing is she starts just ridiculing him hard because he's taken a while. He's like, I, I want to have a good thing to bring with me. I don't want to be one of those one and done one trick pony kind of guys. And he is thinking for so long. She basically goes, look, bro, I've got other things I really need to do. And you're kind of a loser. I, I, I might catch your loserness just by being around you. And she just ridicules him to the point of just, you start to feel bad for this guy. And then he's got a gleam in his eye and he points at the things. And then he points to her and says, I want to take you with me. And she goes, that's not possible. And then you hear another voice go something to the effect of now that you've chosen what you want to take with you. And basically the, the, if this were a game, the send off was initiated after you choose your weapon, then you go through the, the automatic story of thank you for choosing it. Your now quest shall start and all that stuff. And she's protesting the entire time. She goes, wait, no, no, he can't do that. That's not, no, 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 no. This is not right. You're not supposed to do this. No, I don't want to leave my cushy lifestyle. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's beautiful. And they start off in the beginning, basically beginning level for everyone. And the main character, her name, uh, the other main character, aside from uh, Sato or Kazuma, uh, is Aqua, and then you are introduced to another main character, Megumi, uh, Megumin, and then you have Darkness. All three, all all four, are basically useless all the way throughout. Darkness is a masochist. <laughs> a big one. Hardcore masochist. If you've never seen the show, think... Uh, a a pretty much a model of a blonde woman with almost perfect proportions who just likes getting into trouble and taking punishment. And you're like, okay, you know, sure. I guess you have the, the woman who's a masochist in your group. And of course she acts as the tank, basically the one with the highest health and the best armor, which really doesn't ever help her because that just 
is it is I don't know if you want to call it a hindrance to her uh, accepting pain or or something like that. But he realizes immediately that if she's in his party, he's going to have a problem. And Megumin is a, an arch wizard. He's like, okay, whew, I, I might be able to work with this. She's got some firepower under her belt that will eventually benefit me. We can make this work. Only to find out that she's got, again, a glass cannon, a super flaw. She can only use her magic once a day. And she won't invest into any other magic other than one explosion. And that's it. And then finally you have Aqua, the goddess that he took with her. And she is basically useless across the board and constantly attracts undead to her like it's no tomorrow (laughs) and she is a major alcoholic oh yeah bad she starts drinking hard but she does have one thing going for her her experience points are maxed out you find this out i think episode three or four episode one and and what you learn is uh kazuma's uh intelligence and luck are basically maxed out but everything else is like normal or average whereas of for her everything but intelligence and luck is maxed out so (laughs) and she's an arch arch priestess or something like that that's what her yeah listing is as (laughs) his intelligence yeah might be really high but his luck does nothing he gets through every situation not by dumb luck because if he was lucky he would have been able to die no, he does die. He keeps I, dying. Look, look, Aqua yeah, keeps reviving him and bringing him back. <laughs> like, no, you can't leave me here. We gotta. You. Her whole thing is, we're stuck here until you beat the demon lord. So you need to beat the demon lord so I can go back to my life. Exactly. And so she and, keeps reviving him every time he dies. <laughs> and you know he just he <laughs> just wants to die. He's like, why can't you just let me die? He's even said he wants to die a few times. Oh yeah. Um and there's the there's another god in Eris. when you die in this world, Eris, yeah. That she was like, "Hey, I can give you, you know, a decent life it, when the world you came from, you've kind of had it tough uh both sides of it. We can make you be born in a wealthy family and he's like, "Well, I hate to look a gift horse in the mouth, but could you like have me live next to a beautiful woman or a girl who will turn into a beautiful woman. We had kind of have a childhood romance that blossoms into something. And she's like, Oh, absolutely. We can definitely do that. So just walk over here and accept the afterlife. And, and then, and then Ak was like, you better not get your ass over here. You will be reborn whether you like it or not. It just sets the stage all the way across for, how it is all the way through because they constantly keep getting into shenanigans where you question like why they're even able to get out of it or uh, people are giving him praise or or saying oh you're great you're wonderful this and that oh you're so brave and he's like i am so sorry it is our fault this is happening mm-hmm. and like at one point in time he rids the 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 area of undead and they're like, oh, you've just done us a great service. And he's like, yeah, it's it's actually because Aqua attracts every undead within like a 19 million mile radius. Yeah, he never states that it's Aqua. He just says, yeah. no, I can't accept it. I'm sorry. And he's thinking 
I am really sorry. I can't do this. I can't give this yeah. to you. And all the way through, they're always getting in, into shenanigans. And because of this, they're actually defeating the demon Lords generals. So over the course of the two seasons, the 20 episodes, they actually fight three of the, three of the demon Lords generals and win against all three. It's, it's nuts. And the funniest thing is one of the last generals was a slime and you know, common knowledge slimes are relatively useless and weak and easy to kill. And of course, Kazuma thinks this and he's like, I'll take care of this only to find out slimes are the most badass things ever. They're damn near invulnerable to any physical attack. They regenerate super fast and <laughs> you just, they're, they're basically impervious to almost anything. So physical attacks absolutely bear nothing. And if you were to be eaten by them, you'd be digested and killed. It's it's and dissolved quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And they get bigger by consuming. So they start off small enough which is why you would think, oh, they're pretty weak. But by the time they got to where this general was, this this uh, demon lord's general, it was basically almost as big as a mountain. Yeah, it was nuts. And the way that they beat him was essentially Cosmo gets eaten again and dies. And Megumin blows him up. You find that to be a theme throughout the entire thing. So much so that in the very last episode, very last OVA in season two, Aqua's like, look, if we do this, here's what's going to happen. We're going to find something that we don't want. You're going to go all apeshit and crazy. Megumin's going to blow everything up without us, without us being able to talk her out of it because we're indoors. The ruins are going to be destroyed. We're going to have to pay a fine and we're all going to end up poorer because of it. And no one listens to her. It, it even is to the point where Kazuma's like, you need to stop talking because you're actually making some sense here. Um, and that's not like you. So we need to know what happened and, and why you're making this much sense. Well, what ends and, up happening course, actually is because they get basically, he basically gets suckered into accepting quests that no one else really wants. And it's because... They're like, well, he keeps succeeding, but he's actually really bad and no one likes them. So we want you to uh, basically bribe him or, or, or put him in a position so that way he accepts these quests. And then he finds out that the fan first, quote unquote, fan really isn't a fan. It's someone that's pay, being paid for this and sh she can't stand it anymore by the time it's over. And it, he's just. <laughs> completely distraught and upset about the whole thing yeah so like long story short a hot chick is impressed with you and you can't say no to a new quest because you're so great exactly and it's all these sh it's all these shit quests no one wants well it's not even <laughs> crap quests it's quests that are like too strong and and what's great is this ova the for season two the la basically episode 11 ties in to episode 10 <laughs> of yeah, the season finale of the old one of so season one. And it, 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 it's truly awesome. I mean, like the, the, the fact that you can watch this and go, I immediately know this ties back into here and you can see how it all connects 
together like that is I feel <laughs> one of the high points of this, aside from the fact that the dude, he's totally and perfectly okayed with him being lewd and a jackass in all honesty. <laughs> Not only that, one of his skills is still and his, because his yeah. luck's so high, he could basically still whatever he wants and, and uh, pretty much say what he's going to steal and he'll be able to do it. Except he always ends up stealing women's panties and waves right it over off his of head him. like a flag. <laughs> yeah. So to get, to explain how he kind of got that, you find out that as he levels up, he's able to put put items, put uh, points, if you will, like a game, up in certain categories. And he sees this person steal something. He's like, oh, that could be useful. No, he Later doesn't on. see someone steal something. Darkness's yeah, was friend, the thief, says, I am going to teach you these plus stealing. And so she teaches him because he can't oh. learn. He, he can't learn it unless someone shows him how to do it or someone wants to teach him. And so that's how she's how he's able to learn it is because she teaches gotcha. him. Now, she I says he had to see it. No, no, no. He, he has to be basically be taught it. Um, gotcha. So she steals money, his pouch of money from him. And he, she says, if you can steal the pouch or the debt or whatever, you know, you can keep it. So if you steal the money back, you get to keep your money. If you steal the dagger, you get to keep the dagger and it's worth more than the pocket change you have. Well, what he ends up stealing right off the bat is her panties and he's waving it above his head and then he blackmails her into giving him <laughs> All her money plus his money for her panties. <laughs> so yeah, and the dagger too, right? No, he lets her keep the dagger. He just strips her of all her money. Really? I thought he okay. No. Nope. I guess because I watched the later episodes, they kind of all roll together. Gotcha. Yeah, no. He um for one of the other supporting characters that he ends up winning and stealing the the sword that Aqua had given another guy who That's reincarnated right. in okay. that world. Um <laughs> What ends up happening is he takes that sword and he pawns it and that's for money. Yeah, for money. So and I should probably throw I should probably throw in there really quick. The reason he's so obsessed with money is because in one of the first adventures they go on, Aqua does something so stupid uh that it throws him and her because they're part of a team in so much debt that he's he's got no choice but to work it off. No, and it, the first quest what? they no, that's not the first quest. The first quest is the frogs, and he wins oh. by basically Aqua getting eaten, and that's how he's able to kill him. And he says, "I basically make as much as a day laborer because it shows him doing day labor daily and living in a stable. He doesn't want to live in a stable for the rest of his life." So, which what what caused him to be so broke all the time? What caused I do him remember to be the so frogs broke? now though. Gotcha. So what caused him to be so broke is when they were fighting the first general. The uh, one that they kept exploding the house. Yes. Which was okay. about five episodes into it, six episodes into it. And gotcha. Um, what ends up happening is he, they learn that his weakness is water. And so 
what Aqua <laughs> does is calls for a uh, uh, basically a tsunami coming out of the sky and destroys part of the wall. So for defeating the general, which is uh, Baldia, uh, for defeating them, they get 300 million errors. But because of the damage Aqua caused while they were trying to defeat him, it was they had to lose all 300 million and then they still owed another 40 million on top of that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I should probably interject this, but Aqua, if you couldn't tell by the name, was the water goddess. Yes. And so, her and Eris yeah. are basically rivals. Well, actually, Aqua is superior to Eris. It's just Aqua's um, followers are crazy and extreme like super <laughs> a little more frantic <laughs> super devoted like insanely devoted like yeah. dear god you have issues devoted and one of her things is god does not guarantee happiness when you get older so make sure you have happiness now in case you're in case you're unhappy older yeah exactly and one of her chants that she she helps one of her followers learn is um eris pads her bra or eris uses pad because one of the biggest things that she hates about her rival is that she pads her bra to make her boobs look bigger and it's very funny because her rival has a much sweeter personality much more genuine personality and a larger following too. overall yeah and a much larger following the only reason that Aqua is stronger is because her for her followers, if you will, uh, are more, as you said, frantic. It's it's quality over quantity when that comes to it. Yeah. Um, so they're all basically psycho. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it's so funny because there's even this little kid. It's so sad. This little innocent kid is like you're. I need help finding somewhere and he falls over and he looks pitiful. And of course, Cosmo helps him up and he's like, wow, you're so great. What's your name? And he's like, oh, I'm Kanasuba. And the kid goes, Kazuma, not Kanasuba. Ka Sorry. Ka Kazuma. Kazuma. He, he says, my name is Ka Sato Kazuma. He's like, oh, yeah. well, that's great. And and then uh, Darkness tells her name to the, to the girl and she goes, hands Kazuma the paper and says, could you spell that for me? And he's about to write on the paper that basically says he's a follower of Aqua and he just loses his yeah. mind and rips it. <laughs> like you come to this mind. town, you are constantly bombarded by, by you should join unless you're uh, yeah. a follower of Eris, in which case they turn around, walk yeah. away spitting. Uh, yeah, they, they spit and they throw rocks and they just destroy you, which is, on funnily, uh, darkness's favorite activity when she's there, she holds out the crest showing that she's an heiress follower everywhere, and she's going, I, I don't understand why these people are being so nice to me. It's awesome. And everyone else is looking like you get trash thrown on you, they spit at you, they detest you, and you're like, This is okay. Yep, and it's just so funny. Um, but um, jumping to the middle of it in season one, I'll just do a quick gloss. Well, you're actually probably better at those than I am. All right. So at the very end of season one, uh, when they basically destroyed this destroyer, this ultimate beast, uh, 
ends with Kazuma basically being told he's being arrested for a terrorist activity. And this is because he had a particular piece of material manifest at a Duke's or some royalty's house that ends up blowing up. Now, no one was there and no one dies, but they assume Kazuma is a follower of the Dark Lord or he's a terrorist, one of the two. And so it ends with him basically being arrested and then it starts with him continuing with the arrest, him being investigated for it, having all the repossessions he has being taken, and then you find out that Darkness is actually like one of the highest ranking families under the king. And you (laughs) learn that she is, you know, in order to have the charges dropped, she's supposed to get married to this Duke's son. And so it just causes all kinds of shenanigans and problems from there. And then when they finally fight another general, that's when they find out that he's actually innocent. It's completely hilarious. It is funny and shenanigans because she they during the basically last episode when uh, she's trying to turn down the uh, Duke's son for the marriage because she doesn't want anything to do it. Kazuma keeps stomping on her dress, causing her to fall, shooting cold at her because he can use ice magic and doing all kinds of stuff. And then they get into a point where she's her clothes are ripped and she's fighting and and the the Duke's son is just beating her and she's enjoying it. And he's like, I, I can't do this anymore. And so Kazuma being the perv that he is starts looting after her and, and just being completely trashed towards her, dousing her with water, just treating her like crap. And then her father walks in and she sees her on the ground and torn clothes, completely drenched. And she's just like, execute them both. (laughs) He's like, "Ah, they got to die. They got to die. They're gone. <laughs> but uh, only the later it, darkness saves them both essentially by saying that she's pregnant. And no, she doesn't save yeah. them both. She just, she doesn't know that the knight's going to say, or the Duke's son rather is going to say, I'm going to call off the wedding because obviously those two have great chemistry and I can't, I can't match that. And so she wakes up and takes the opportunity to say, I have Kazuma's be- baby in my belly. We can't get married. And so it causes all kinds of confusion. And then the Duke is like, ah, you know what? They can live, but uh, I'm so happy. My baby's having a baby. Yeah. And that's kind of the last moment they touch on that. And the only moment really. So given everything on a scale of zero to five, how would you rate it? You know, just because it made me feel good after the downer of a anime we had to watch last week. uh, You know what? No. I'm comfortable giving it a five. Yeah. First. Perfect. It did exactly what I wanted it to. It did exactly. And it stayed true to the anime gimmicky as it was. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. This is, this has rewatch value. Um, I mean, obviously I watched season one multiple times. Um, Yeah. The characters stayed true to their original form. And I really enjoyed the last episode tying into the first um, boss. So yeah. All right. Solid five. Solid five. How about yourself? Um, I give it a five as well. I it, it I, all the same points across. Uh, they don't hide 
the bad animation. In fact, they make it a, a, a focal point for some of it, and it just makes it all the funnier when you see the bad animation because it just accentuates that that comedic value that it plays to. I am hoping now at the time of recording this, it is it is July. Next month in August of 2019, there's a movie coming out for uh, Konosuba. So I am hoping that the movie stays true to the anime, stays true to the series, and is just a barrel of laughs all the way through. What do you kind of hope, if, if you could venture speculation, what are, you, what are you hoping the movie, what direction it goes? Oh, I don't know. I don't care as long as it's entertaining and it follows a story along that's continuing. <laughs> I think it personally, I think it'd be kind of cool if Kanasuba we we meet up with him again after this is done and he's gained Kazuma? a few more levels. Kazuma. Damn, let me start over. I hope that Kazuma we meet him a little bit later on and he's gained a few more levels and he's it's literally just him trying to protect himself against the antics of aqua and i hope that he's able to actually meet the goddess for more than like five minutes eris well because she mentioned that she likes coming down to earth yeah earth, uh, i don't know uh i think i think that was kind of a little bit of a wasted wasted uh, plot potential right but i think it's gonna focus more along megumin because it's called Konosuba, God's blessing on this wonderful world, legend of the cri- uh, Crimson. Oh, we'll get more of a backstory on her end. That's kind of interesting. So maybe, maybe. I mean, like she and, and the reason why I say that uh, we, we call out Megumin is because her clan or the people she belongs to are called the Crimson Demons. Because of their red eyes. Really? I thought it was Crimson due to the fact that she loves exploding. No, no, they're, they're called crimson demons because they're the only ones that have red eyes. It's a, a sect of their whole clan that and everyone huh. has like weird names or what other people consider to be weird names. Interesting. Oh, well, I look forward to it. I hope we can review that as well. Indeed. Indeed. So next week is my choice and we're going to go uh, for a different route. It's not going to be a series this time. It's actually going to be a movie. Oh, okay. It's uh, The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. Now, it is an action adventure, or not action. It's it's an adventure, drama, romance, sci-fi movie. It came out in 2006, so it's relatively new. It's eh, 13 years old, but it looks interesting. So we'll see. And and uh yeah that's that's about it it's obviously just one movie so it'll be a it'll be a nice change from the series run to uh flipping over to a movie i'd be okay with it well that's all the time we have for today uh feel free to reach out to us at featured anime podcast at gmail.com you can tweet at us at those anime guys And, you know, feel free to subscribe on whatever platform you prefer to listen to us on. You know, reach out to us. Let us know how we're doing. Leave a review. It'll help us out a lot. Until next time, I'm Jack. I'm Rick. Later. (laughs) Later. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.